Yeah, I do. I have to play well. I have to earn my way to uh, Eastlake. Uh, haven't haven't done so uh, yet, and I need a need a big week this week to in order to advance. Um, if I don't, then I go home. So uh, it's a big week for me. I'm looking forward to getting out there and and playing, competing. This golf course is set up uh, more like a, a U.S. Open than uh, is a regular tour event. But th this is the playoffs. So it's supposed to be hard. Uh, last week, I think it might have been a little outlier because of the weather. <clears throat> uh, greens were soft and receptive, and uh, the majority of the field went low, and then DJ went absurdly low. So it uh, that won't be the case this week. Uh, pars will be at a premium, uh, putting the ball in the fairway and trying to keep the ball in, in the correct spots. The greens are are quick, hard, and, uh, and firm for, for now. And the weather's supposed to be really hot the next few days and uh, maybe breaking Friday night. So... But until then, it's going to be a very, very difficult golf course. Great, thank you. With that, we'll open up to questions. As a reminder, please type your name in the chat if you do have a question and remain on mute when you're not asking. First question will go to Doug Ferguson. Doug, if you'll turn your video on. All right, just Dave. Uh, Tiger, how much, yeah. just with nine holes yesterday, um, <clears throat> 17 years since you've been here, how much of the course did you remember? And kind of as an addendum to that, um, what kind of course do you look forward to playing? Well, I probably only remember maybe a couple shots from that open. Uh, I, you know, I went on went on YouTube and took a look at the golf course and the, and the tournament set up, but it, it looks completely different. There were a lot more trees. Uh, the tees weren't pushed back, you know, 50 yards, uh, 60 yards on some of the holes. Uh, it was a very different type of type of layout. Guys were hitting a lot of irons off the tees and putting the ball in play. Um, it's going to be a little bit that week, a little bit that way this week, but we're further back. Uh, there are a few holes I noticed that uh, in some of the conversations I've had with some of the guys that if you can carry the ball about 315, 320, and this golf course gets really, really opened up. Um, uh, but that depends for me. I can't quite carry it that far. So it'll be uh, about putting the ball in play and, and playing from there. The second part of that is what, what, just what type of course do you do you really look forward to playing? I'm not talking necessarily this week, just in general. Do you, do in you general, I, I've always yeah. loved tree line fairways that are very simple, straightforward, uh, classic golf courses that, uh, you know, it's not, you know, bulldozed and, and created. I think it's just more of uh, just windows that, are, that we're playing through. Uh, I've always liked, liked those, and I always love Lynx golf. So uh, those are kind of my, my two favorite type of setups. Thanks. Next question, we'll go to Steve D'Amaglio. Steve? <clears throat> Tiger, knowing that you likely have to finish top four to advance, does that change in any way your strategy going to the first tee on Thursday? I, I have to get the ball in play here and, and put the ball in the right spots. The, the, as I said to, to Doug, that this golf course is set up more towards an open than it is anything else. And with the weather, it's supposed to be as hot as it is uh, you know, today and tomorrow and probably Friday. Uh, this this rough is only going to get more difficult. The greens are going to be quick and hard, and so we're all going to be playing around this around around the same time. Uh, but it's not a golf course in which I, I feel like you, you can overpower it with with driver everywhere um, like we could last week. Uh, this is a totally different setup, and as I said, there are a few holes in which you can carry the ball three twenty. It's a it's a big advantage. And the other thing is, Jason Day talked to the Aussie press yesterday mm -hmm. about talking to you about how not only to deal with back issues, but how to deal with back issues 
involving your swing. Can you talk about that relationship that you've been having with Jason lately? Well, Jason and I have had, uh, I've had a great relationship for a very long time uh, since he's been on tour. And yeah, I, we've, we've, we've talked about a number of things and obviously one of the, one of the topics we do tend to talk about because we both have bad backs now and mine's uh, a little more progressed than his is trying to deal with it, trying to manage it and evolution of the swing, you know, that we can't do what we used to do and how do you evolve that and still be effective. Um, but also recovery from day to day, recovery techniques have changed over the years and um, lifting protocols have changed. Uh, so that's, that's, <clears throat> that's a, a big to do with it. But yeah, this, this swing does evolve, it does change. You can only swing the club in which the body allows you to do it. And um, you know, I've, I know that firsthand from all the, my, my nine previous <laughs> procedures that I've had done to my body. So uh, you know, it's just one of those things that uh, as we age, we wear things out. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Next question will go to Ben Averill, PGATour.com. Ben. Thank you. Tiger, um, mm -hmm. you just stole some of my thunder on the, the Jason Day stuff and asking you about it, but I'll just say, can you envisage a time, or do you remember a time where you wouldn't have essentially given as much advice in that scenario? You've obviously um, gotten older yourself and, and gotten along and now are much more helpful, and he's very appreciative of what you've done for him so far. So. You know, Ben, that's a great question because when I first came on tour, I was so young. Um, I was the only one that, I, you know, that turned pro at 20. There was really no one out here for a number of years. I think that most of my, I think pretty much until I was maybe 31 or 30, that I was the youngest one on a, on a Ryder Cup team or a President's Cup team. Uh, for a number of those years until I think Charles Howell uh, got on the team. So all those years, I was always the youngest. And so I was always asking questions, and all the guys that uh, now are on the Champions Tour, the guys that I had played with and, and that I grew up with out, out here on tour. So I was always the one asking the questions. And, you know, as you, time goes on, there was a little interim, but then I got hurt. I was out for out of the game for a number of years. And now I'm, I'm on the backside where, you know, I've – I'm on the, uh, the receiving end of a, of a lot of questions because I've been out here long enough. So that's just kind of the evolution of when you're out here for, for me, I think a little over 20, 20 plus years now. Uh, this is a, a, a neat sport in which we can cross so many different generations. And uh, you know, I was able to, when I first came out on tour, be able to pick Seve's brain and Ollie's brain and Raymond's brain um, on shots and, and things of that nature. And I, Jack, Arnold, Gary, and I, I was always the one asking the questions and now uh, I've been out here and seen different generations go, you know, move on and as I said, now I'm on the, the receiving end. Do we expect too much now out of youngsters given how much success the young guys are having? What do you mean? Well, I guess the wider public now sort of expects if you haven't won on tour by 25, oh. which was unheard of until you came along, um, then they're not there yet. You know, they might not have done enough, but of, of course, People can come along between 25 and 30, even 30, before they make their mark. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, the, I think that because of technology, that and because of either YouTube or um, all the different uh, technical devices that we can use to enhance our practices and our game, that uh, kids are, are better players at an earlier age. Uh, granted, they don't know the golf courses as well. Um, but now with technology and on the greens, with all of our charts and yardage books and uh, greens books, uh, basically you can come out here blind and <clears throat> not have to uh, you know, learn, your, learn the ropes and, and come out here and win earlier. 
And so I think that just the average age of, of a winner is going to get younger and younger than it, it has when I, when I first came out and certainly has evolved into that. Thanks, Mike. Yep. All right, next question, Michael Bamberger, golf.com. Michael. Thank you, Amanda. Tiger, you've been uh, coaching yourself for about three years now, and mm -hmm. in that same period, it looks like Charlie's gotten really into golf. I wonder, as you play with, with Charlie, are the things that you can apply teaching golf to Charlie that you can apply to your own game? Yeah, there's a lot of different things that we, that we do, and we just have fun. You know, the, the, the whole idea of, of us going out there and playing, and for him to just enjoy, you know, enjoy the game of golf. And... Um, you know, that's, that's one of the things that I, I was lucky enough to have had with my dad is that we went out there and, and we played and we practiced and we just had just an incredible time together. And uh, I just wanted to, Charlie, just enjoy it. Is he, is he interlocking like you do? Yes, he does. Thank you. All right, next question. We'll go to Ewan Murray, the Guardian. Ewan. Thanks, Amanda. Uh, hello, Tiger. Mm. You've, you've spoken a lot recently about the new normal and adjusting to the, the new normal in the golf course. Um, I wanted to ask you specifically about the Masters. Mm -hmm. Do you think we've made the right decision continuing with the tournament, obviously, in these strange times? <clears throat> and specifically there, how, how would the lack of galleries affect you? Because, I mean, you and the crowds there have been, you know, pretty strongly linked for the last 20-plus years. Yeah, as far as them making the decision to play and have the event um, with no fans, that, that's what we're doing right now with the tour, with our restart. And so that's just a continuation uh, of what we had, and we've been very fortunate enough to have, have had no you know, real big incidences and outbreaks out here on tour. And we've had uh, guys have gone into isolation and have, have quarantined themselves and got back out here effectively. So there's no reason why we can't have the Masters now. It's, not, it's going to be very different without you know, 40,000 people there. Uh, that's one of the things that we've noticed out here on tour already is that uh, the experience of having to deal with the movement of the crowds and <clears throat> the noise, uh, that's going to be, and the roars that are going to go up uh, from week in, week out, that, that's changed. And uh, it's a, the guys that I think are, are you know, what we've talked about, the guys, the guys that are, are making more birdies because of it. They don't have to deal with the amount of distractions. And uh, Augusta will be very, very different. <clears throat> when I first went there and had a chance to play in 95 and see it with no, no fans, it was eye-opening eye how much room there is. When you put 40,000 people on such a small piece of property, it gets, uh, I know there's no rough, but it gets confined. Um, but this will be very different. And this will be, uh, this will be a fun Masters, and, and I'm looking forward to defending. Will it, will it affect your defense at all, that the, the lack of the galleries, the lack of that vibe and atmosphere that you're so used to? Or should it not make any difference to, to what you do inside the room? You know, no, it's, it's going to make a big difference for, to all of us. It has here, out here, week in and week out. You still don't have the same <clears throat> type of energy and, and, as I said, the distractions too as well. And there at, at Augusta National, you just have all those roars that would go up of, you know, somebody did something somewhere, and then if you have the understanding of the pairings, you know who that would probably who that would probably be. Uh, you're not gonna have any of that now. Um, yeah, yeah. So scoreboard watching and trying to figure out what's going on. There aren't a, a whole lot of big big leaderboards out there, and so that will be very different. Thank you. As a reminder, to media on the line for Please turn your video off if you're not <clears throat> asking a question. Next question will go to Bob Herrig. Bob. 
All right. Hey, Tiger. Mm -hmm. Good morning. Thank you. Um, just curious, your own game, this, any of the struggles that you've had so far in these three tournaments you've played, have you found you've just had difficulty bringing it to the course, or have some of these issues been apparent in your practice? Uh, a little bit of both. You know, I think that uh, trying to get used to, you know, playing, competing again, uh, that's been <clears throat> one of the things that, uh, you know, has, I've been a little bit rusty in that regard. Um, but also trying to, one of the reasons why I delayed it and not coming back and playing earlier is that we just didn't know that how the protocol is going to be and, and is our sport going to be safe enough to come out here or we're all going to get sick. And so that, and in my mind is, I'm just now, I've played enough tournaments to try to get an understanding and feel for what's going on. Um, hopefully I can get, uh, get it going this week and get, in my, get myself into the Tour Championship next week. Uh, a lot of great memories there and have to play well this week. Just one quick thing. Um, what do you make of what Phil's doing this week on, on the Champions Tour? Playing unbelievable golf. That uh, he's, He said he's been close to playing well. I mean, obviously he played well at, at Memphis. Um, you know, I think that you know, he was already one of the longer hitters out here. And now he goes to where you know, he's going to pick up a, a huge advantage um, off the tee. But you have to take advantage of that opportunity, you know, off the tee. And, and <clears throat> uh, his wedge game's, you know, off the charts, as we all know. And, and you give him a wedge in there, he's going to put, put it inside of, uh, you know, 10, 15 feet, you know, each and every time. You hold those, you get momentum, and kept it, keeps it going. Uh, there's no reason why he can't win, you know, every minute he plays out there. He's got such a big advantage over the rest of the field just with sheer length. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Thanks. All right, we've got time for just two more questions. So next, we're going to go to Daniel Rappaport, Golf Digest. Dan? Yeah, Tiger, it seems like everyone else mm -hmm. kind of judges your career in terms of victories. But for you personally, how, how important is it to make the Tour Championship every year? Well, to be you know part of the Tour Championship was being a part of the, the top 30 guys. And that they've been the most consistent players throughout the entire year. Uh, that has certainly evolved with the, the FedEx Cup and... Uh, you get hot late and get yourself to the, 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 the tour championship. Uh, they've tried to adjust the system over the, over the you know, number of years, and I think they've, they've got it right. But it's, if you look at uh, the players from 1 to 30, they're, they're the most consistent players throughout the entire year. Now, granted, some players have had you know, more success towards late late part of the year, but the whole idea is... is in order to get to Eastlake, you've got to be consistent. And in order to win the Tour Championship and win the FedEx Cup, uh, it's about getting hot at the right time and, and right at the very end, just like every other sport. And I, I know it's six years away, but mm -hmm. do you see a future in which you would play the, uh, the Champions Tour like Phil? <laughs> well, there's, uh, there was a time when in which I didn't think I would play out here again. So uh, I'm just enjoying what I have here, and that's six years away, and that's a long, long time. So. I've only been back for a few years, so um, look forward to just playing out here and being part of the guys out here. All right, for our final question, we're going to go to Teddy Greenstein, Chicago Tribune. Teddy? Good morning, Tiger. Hope you can see me and yep. hear me. Um, in 03, uh, the Open 
certainly got some criticism. I don't know if so much from players, but certainly from the media that the course didn't do all that great. Is there any sense that Olympia is a much stronger place uh, than it was uh, way back when? No, it did great. It held up great. Now, there were a couple hot rounds. I think Jim and um, BJ both shot 63, but... <clears throat> You know, the, you get calm conditions, the right, the right setup, and you get the right guys. Of course, it's going to go low, but there are only a handful of guys that end up on a par anyway. So, um, it was a U.S. Open. Uh, it's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be tough. It just had you know one one day where a couple of players went nuts. Okay, so what? Um, but over the course of the entire week, uh, the course panned out. It played hard. It played difficult, and the scores evened out. I think this year it's. The rough is up again. There's it's in six, seven inches in spots, and uh, it's gnarly. And if we happen to get the weather we're supposed to get Friday night, and then if it gets wet, um, <laughs> uh, you get better hit the ball than fairway. But the greens are right now are, are getting baked out. I mean, it's supposed to be, as you know, mid 90s in the next couple of days. So uh, they're tr they're hand watering the greens, trying to keep them alive and uh, keeping it right on that right on that edge, uh, right where it should be. It's likely that the world's greatest Lynx golf courses will be the reason you will want to plan a trip to Ireland. And with over 400 courses to choose from, you're sure to find whatever you seek. But Ireland is about even more than great golf. In this ancient land, the past works hand in hand with the present, from cultural sites to castle ruins. Stay in a country B&B or a luxury hotel and spa. Enjoy inspiring local culinary choices, a pint and music at a cosy pub. But most of all, enjoy the warmth and hospitality of the Irish people, who will make you feel that you haven't travelled from home, but have returned to it. Visit Ireland.com to get started. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. At FootJoy, they know the swing starts from the ground up, so you can take on those uphill, downhill, and sidehill lies. That's why FJ provides footwear that you need for superior traction and stability on every shot. Whether it's the all-new Pro SL, the hottest shoe on tour, or the max performance of the all-new Tour X, the all-around comfort and performance of FJ Fury, FJ offers a shoe for every player because finding the right shoe for your game matters. Shop now at FootJoy.com. Tour Edge continues their meteoric rise in 2020. Over 90 different tour pros have put Tour Edge into their bag, including staffers Scott McCarron, Tom Lehman, Tim Petrovic, and Duffy Waldorf. Tour Edge makes clubs for every player type, and they set themselves apart with their unprecedented 48-hour delivery on custom-fit orders and by offering a lifetime warranty and by building their clubs in the good old US of A. Visit TourEdge.com to learn more about their new clubs for 2020. Tour Edge, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. 
TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours, and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles. And they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. Wearing the right golf shoe matters. That's why FootJoy offers more styles of shoes for more types of players than anybody else. So you can get matched with the right golf shoe for your game on FootJoy.com with the FJ Shoe Finder. By answering a few short questions, you can find the shoe that fits your playing style and preference. Whether you walk or ride, prefer cleated or spikeless, ultra-stable or flexible. If you need a narrow or wide or extra wide, FootJoy offers the most styles for the most players and can match you with a golf shoe that's right for you. Does your golf shoe match your game? Find out with the FJ Shoe Finder. Visit FootJoy.com slash Shoe Finder today. I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgestone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, that made superior products, so I did. I came back and I started playing with the Bridgestone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D that's available to them, and what they were able to create that helped me win golf tournaments. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with thegolftravelgroup.com. At Ben Hogan Golf, we manufacture some of the finest golf equipment in the world in our small factory in Fort Worth, Texas. That's because we build each club by hand using the same process Mr. Hogan created when he started his company 65 years ago. We call it micromanufacturing, no mass production, and no shortcuts. Visit BenHoganGolf.com to learn more about our tour quality products and factory direct prices. It's time for you to discover Streamsong, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. Three internationally acclaimed link style courses by golf architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Dove, Bill Core, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Streamsong the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected streamsongresort.com 